Welcome to Doom Scroll. I'm Lisa Curry. Hey, I'm Matthew Sheffield. And today we have a great guest joining us today, Rick Rosner. He is a former writer with Jimmy Kimmel. And it's good to have you here, Rick. Thanks for yeah, having me. Thanks for being here. Cool. All right. Well, so right now, as we're recording this, the House of Representatives is voting on whether Jim Jordan should be the Speaker of the House. And he has lost the first round. <laughs> I'm kind of enjoying this chaos. I, it, it's just hilarious to me that they can't figure their shit out. And, and yeah, with no prospect. I mean, even if he gets elected, nothing will get done. No, this no. This house is on track to be by far the crappiest house in history. <laughs> a normal house enacts mm. 100 to 300 laws. And they're not all laws that conservatives would hate. They, they address stuff like Hawaii burns down mm -hmm. or Israel gets attacked. You're going to need to pass some stuff to address that stuff. And these Monday. guys have passed in nine months, 15 pieces of wood. <laughs> wow. so, so you're saying they're a little behind schedule. <laughs> right. So I, I, I came up with a scale mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. say, say an, a, a normal house passes 100 to 300 pieces. So say normal is six inches mm -hmm. and worst house in history before this three inches, greatest house in history, 11 inches on that scale. This house is less than half an inch. It's a micro. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. Well, and uh, you got to be careful like that. You'll get Jim Jordan interested in. <laughs> well, I feel like this this house specifically feels like really it really represents the wrong side of the great thing about America is anyone can get elected. <laughs> it's well, like any, anyone who can hold their nose. I mean, the 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 job is has gotten crappier, mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. you have to spend half your time, they have a separate building where you have to go to make cold calls. And you, we're in showbiz. We you know how mm -hmm. miserable yeah. pitching is, right? Yeah. So you have to go 20 hours a week. You have to go to the, to the phone building and call cold call donors and pitch yourself <laughs> to glom money. And so the people who can tolerate that and all the other crappy conditions that goes are often just scummy people. Lauren Boebert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we are going to talk about her <laughs> later. But yeah, no, I think you're right, Rick. And but I, it's we have to say though that this is the Republicans specifically are so much worse than than. Well, the Republicans over the past fifty years have painted themselves <laughs> yeah. into a demographic corner. 50 years ago, Republican think tanks mm -hmm. figured out that dumb people are more motivatable. Oh, you yeah. Get them riled you just scare up, and them. You can move them around, and you can. And 50 years later, there's a concentration of angry, dumb people in the Republican Party and often in office and. It, it makes for terrible politics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is like idiocracy. Re the Republican Party has become idiocracy. And and I and like I have to say, like, I love that the Democrats in the House have not lifted a goddamn finger 
well, to the, help the Republicans. <laughs> the, 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 the Democrats have a terrible habit too, where the Democrats are like, we're not going to worry about branding. The mm-hmm. Republicans are geniuses at branding. They spend a lot of money. They, they spend a lot of thought. And the Democrats are just like, we're going to lean back and let mm-hmm. the Republicans be jackasses and hope people notice, we'll notice. and vote <laughs> for us because we're better people. Which is a, <laughs> it's not a strategy. No, it's it's a prey. No. Yeah, it, but, it, I, half but the time it, I feel like the left, we oh. barely even mention like instead of when things get really bad, it seems like the message rather than this is what we have to offer and this is why you should vote on the left. The message is, well, you mm-hmm. don't want those guys, do you? And it's like, come, that's not yeah, really it. <laughs> we we well, people barely know what they even want, what the Republicans want. So mm-hmm. it's like. You're saying, oh, you don't want those guys. Well, as, if they don't know what they want, then what does I mean, that I'm, mean? I'm on Twitter all day, oh. just like angrily insulting the people that I don't like politically. And I wish more people would be doing that. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, you. I mean, like that is basically like that is literally what Fox News does to millions of people 24-7. Mm-hmm. Fox and that's News just one is- channel. That's just it, one channel. Yeah. Right. It, it's Fox News is clear messaging. Guys mm-hmm. with big blocky heads look like thumbs, pretty mm-hmm. women in tight dresses, uh, bright colors um, for for the segment of the population with um, mild cognitive decline. <laughs> <laughs> basically, basically. And mild. yet, you know what? Like, this is the one time where the Democrats actually sitting on their hands actually is going to be effective because basically the Republicans cannot. So we've had, so Kevin McCarthy got kicked out and then Steve Scalise, who was his number two, tried to to become the speaker and then he had to withdraw. And then Jim Jordan was going to try to, he's, he's the third in line now and, and he's already failed. So and, honestly, and, I think um, they should just hold open yeah. auditions. It should be like a, an America's well, Got Talent type thing where we have a lineup of people <laughs> and they come across the stage and they do a little recital for us. And then we have a rose ceremony and that's how we decide who is the speaker. You don't have to be a member of the House to be, to be the speaker. That's people true. have been mm-hmm. suggesting Schwarzenegger because everybody likes Schwarzenegger. I, I think celebrities <laughs> oh, I are our hope for uniting the country. I'm looking for... <laughs> <laughs> yeah well but i i love though that matt gates his reaction to all this he he, he said recently that he's tired of the all the speaker of the house drama and it's like you he's started this whole thing it's it's so perfect though because like the republican party basically has sort of become the party of destroy and slash and burn. Mm -hmm. And the mainstream media never points that out. The Democrats don't point that out. And so, and and then they're constantly being bailed out by the Democrats. And so for once the Democrats are not saving them and the Republicans, they became the party of chaos. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's gone on at a long enough point, and I think it's going to continue to go on, um, that people, like, even if you're just someone who barely pays attention to this shit, you actually will finally notice this stuff. Uh, at least, you know. I hope so. I mean, the, what we notice what now is just the sex stuff. The uh, Matt Gates paying, Venmoing 300 bucks to a 17-year-old high school senior for sex. 
Jim Jordan's deal where he was a coach at a college where he was mm-hmm. for seven years, wrestlers were coming to him saying the team doctor is, is playing with our junk and it, it, it in the mm-hmm. showers and it's, it's bad. And Jim Jordan covered it up. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Those I mean, we'll see. Over, uh, getting her getting felt up and feeling up her date at Beetlejuice. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, which also, by the way, there's a, uh, oh, I was going to say there's an update on the Lauren Bobert story as well, which mm-hmm. like, I have to say, I just, she is like the reality TV version of Congress. Mm-hmm. We finally have that now. And so the update is that, so Politico went and pulled her campaign finance records. And it turns out that Bobert, she had steered her campaign donor money, some of it to her, her, her theater or Beetlejuice boyfriend. And so she was paying him off in addition to feeling him up. <laughs> well, I know she spent like 317 bucks of, of campaign funds, which you're not allowed to touch at his mm-hmm. bar. I did. did um, yeah. Yeah. And she said, because he's a Democrat. She's so full of <laughs> shit. Of course she is. I, I'm just like, I feel like that whole debacle. I mean, I think she, it's, <laughs> I don't even want to say below the office because it's really not and, and hasn't been for <laughs> quite some time, but uh, it did kill me how the left, God bless all of us <laughs> were going after her so hard and like, she was, she was groping this guy and she was vaping at Beetlejuice. I'm like, this is a Saturday for any of you. What are you talking about? <laughs> you, don't, you can't shame her for something that, like, find something else. She's such an asshole. There's so much to pull from. Also, Beetlejuice is the horniest movie. It's it's literally this lecherous zombie trying to have sex with a teenager. That's the plot. That's the whole movie. <laughs> So it's basically matter, Donald yeah. uh, Donald Trump Miss Teen USA basically. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Well, all right. So and but although speaking of Trump though, we do have his his four criminal trials continue to grind along. I love it. And now he has a gag order finally in one of them. Finally. I, t- I think two of them. I th- oh, That's true. Yeah, well the the hearing the, there's a hearing on in one of them but it hasn't it hasn't been ruled yet, but the okay. prosecutor moved for it. But yeah, I mean, like this, I, his, his entire defense is like he doesn't have a defense in these trials. Basically, it's essentially trying to get his supporters to intimidate and threaten the jurors, threaten the witnesses, mm-hmm. and and like and they they have been trying to actively get the prosecutors' names and filing freedom of information requests because they just want it to the public. That's all. They just want it to be known. I right? feel That's like all. a gag order on Trump <laughs> is the most ambitious act well, you could possibly are, have. People are saying that it will increase his support if he gets thrown in jail for violating a gag order. I don't think they would dare throw him in jail because of mm-hmm. that. They no. might fine him some money, but anything they do to him for for violating the order is just going to make his supporters support him more. Yeah, it's just going to galvanize them. Absolutely. And his yeah. stra- Trump has been involved in 5,000 lawsuits. Mm-hmm. Um, and his, his strategy oh, wow. is just going to be to draw this out and postpone the consequences until he's dead. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And having cheeseburgers in bed isn't the key to longevity. So I don't know. His his dad made it to 93. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. It's so unfair. (laughs) The last seven years, his dad had obvious Alzheimer's, Mm -hmm. which I think killed him. So I I noticed on your show, you talk about Trump's cognitive decline quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And the right talks about Biden's cognitive decline. And I don't know, Trump started his presidency by telling about 10 public lies a day on average. By the end, he was doing 30 lies a day. So Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to, to tell whether Trump is really declining because he's been a dumb bullshitter for so long, I, I want some kid as a science fair project to take all of Trump's plug Trump's public statements into some kind of like cognitive decline software and tell us <laughs> definitively whether Trump's brain is falling apart. I it's I think it's got to be because like. I think that there is a separation between the lies and then just him mixing up well-known facts. Like, didn't he conflate Jeb Bush with George Bush? And I'm like, that's not, that's not something that's some kind of secret insider information or not well-known who's who, who, which one of them was the fucking president. Yeah. You know, I think that that is a fair point and it definitely is the case with Trump. I mean, he, I mean, like over the course of his career, if people had, there's a reason that banks don't give him money and haven't for decades long before he got into politics, he's he was basically banned by all major American banks because they're like, you're a loser. You make stupid investments. You don't know what the fuck you're well, doing. That, I, so I no, don't think- no money for you. The worst businessman of our lifetimes. He, Trump has lost more money from over the past 35 years than any other business person in America. And his, he and his family are the biggest deadbeats in individual deadbeats in mm-hmm. U.S. history. They've stiffed people out of about $1.5 billion. Yeah, it's it's crazy it. that he, and this goes back to your point before, Rick, with like the right having excellent marketing. It's, we all know this, especially like New Yorkers have known this since the fucking yeah. 70s. Yeah, and I, I, people I, buy his bullshit. It's just like what he says somehow holds more weight than everything he does. And I'm like, it's, I mean, not to be silly, but it's kind of also a lesson for me in in marketing myself. I'm like, oh, why am I getting Mm -hmm. caught up in my own, like, oh, I didn't do enough. Oh, I haven't won, like, I've never won an Emmy or I've never, and it's like, who gives a fuck? (laughs) Just start saying whatever you want. Yeah, there's this phrase, I think it was Abraham Lincoln I've seen it attributed to him. He was like, you can fool some of the people all of the time, but you can't can't fool fool all of the people all the time. (laughs) And he's Donald Trump is like the perfect exemplar of that for sure. But he only needs (laughs) to fool 40% of the country, which 40% 40 of Americans in survey after survey are the boiled frogs where it's hard to imagine. A lot of people in, they can't learn from the experiences of other people. So like 
unless Trump has screwed over someone that they personally know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They don't believe you when you tell them Trump has fucked over people to the tune of $1.5 billion. And frankly, they say, well, the, the contractors that the he little refused guy. to pay, yeah, must have done yeah. a bad job. Yeah, Which is also always... like, you could do a bad job and you still did the job and maybe he just hired the wrong person. They still need to get paid. That's the... Well, he, he has That's a strategy <laughs> where you do the work and then at the end he says, well, I'm not going to pay you. And you're like, why? And he goes, well, because I have lawyers. And, um, and then you're like, please. And then you get lawyers and then the lawyers get together and the contractor ends up settling for 25% of what they should have mm -hmm. been paid. Yeah. Well, hey, somebody who has succeeded at that very well just recently is Kelsey Grammer, right? <laughs> Getting money out of Paramount to oh, reboot yeah. Frasier. And like, it's, I, I it's it, it, I it's I mean Hollywood has just basically decided the entertainment studios have all been they they don't want originality anymore mm -hmm. they just want recycling and it's like guys why don't you recycle in a useful way instead of instead of programming <laughs> well the, the, we had we were right up until through and through most of COVID like there was a the streamers were fighting particularly Netflix to mm -hmm. own the, the, the streaming sector mm -hmm. by spending yeah. billions of dollars on, on everything. That's true. You weren't right about that, yeah. And then that strategy didn't work because there are a, a, a zillion streamers. Netflix did not drive everybody out. And now it, it's slim pickings. Uh, and, and we suffer for it, and we have mm -hmm. to watch Frasier reboots. It's interesting to me because they're, I know they're going with the reboots because they think that's a safer bet. But I'm like, was there, am I missing something? Was there like a rabid call for Frasier to come back? I mean, I feel like I never watched I Friends I and I feel like I'm that. like seeing all these clips online of Friends constantly. And I feel like that's still like a huge beloved show. But I'm like, Frasier? Was that? I know, it ran for a zillion seasons, and really, mm -hmm. Frasier was a semi-reboot of Cheers. Yeah, it, yeah, it was just a spin-off. It of was. That. It was. A Look, I, I'm but behind bringing what, Cheers back. <laughs> you, what you need, what they need, I like when they take an old show and buy the rights and then fuck it up. Yeah, <laughs> like they make they take a. I want. I like to see wholesome old shows made perverse mm -hmm. <laughs> and with the ai you'll be able to do that you'll be able to turn in the future and maybe even now you could probably turn any tv show or old movie into a porn movie <laughs> yeah if that's oh, what it takes to make it watchable <laughs> i mean you could just recut some of them too <laughs> I mean, I, there's some somewhere if you poke around i think there's something called Endless Friends, and it's mm -hmm. an AI app. Oh, I haven't just, heard of that one. That just generates endless new episodes of Friends. I think it's just the scripts, but eventually you'll mm -hmm. just be, you'll be able to watch. And AI will probably illegally because the when they you know will make deals with the studios that they can't just reuse Jennifer Aniston in perpetuity and not pay her. But yeah. there will be illegal apps that will 
give you endless new episodes, or if you want porno versions or ninja versions, you'll be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And well, and then also seeing where it's at now, how developed it is now. I'm like in 10 years from now, it's going to be wild. I mean, I'm, I'm, really curious and nervous to see hopefully i'm living in the woods by then and i don't need to worry about it well and you know somebody else who's making a lot of money right now off of stuff is taylor swift she had she's doing her eras tour right now and then they're they just made a film of the tour while it's still going i think it's still going right i wonder yeah i wonder how much of her deal to go direct to theaters and to cut out studios I wonder how much that had an effect on the writer strike. I'm curious what you think on that, Rick, because it's not that, look, not that we all have the ability to go straight to theater, but I feel like somebody setting some sort of precedent that, hey, this can be done. I wonder if the, the studios were like, fuck, wait, no, make sure you still come to us. <laughs> I, uh, this don't You can't underestimate the studio's ability to be idiots because... <laughs> The studios were started by bastards, by pricks. Yeah. Who were every Thomas Edison was the biggest prick. And all the, the they a hundred years ago, if you wanted to make a movie in New York, which is where everybody was, mm-hmm. you had to use Edison cameras or his thugs would come beat you up and break your cameras. So that created the uh-huh. L.A. film industry because everybody just hauled ass out here. The light is good. And Edison's thugs weren't out here. And it was a bunch of uh, Jewish guys who were had been in other businesses like fur trading. And mm-hmm. they decided, I want to make art and also get rich and also fuck movie stars. And th- those guys began the studios. And... They were pricks and there was casting couches all over the place. And there's the story of the of the teen star who needed to have sex with the studio head. So the mom steps in mm-hmm. and blows him instead to save the girl. <laughs> I can't. If I could get my mom to blow here. guys instead of me having to do it, I, <laughs> I mean, I would be set. Right, but the, so this <laughs> that's the way it was. But those guys, in addition to being monsters they loved movies Mm -hmm. and so they made often made reasonable artistic decisions they liked to make stuff that didn't Mm -hmm. suck and then the movies got the studios were purchased by like sony Mm -hmm. and they became corporate run and the corporate people just like making 150 million dollars a year and they don't give a fuck about no, like, yeah, not at all. How you do it, yeah. Yeah, and that's why there are so many shitty sequels and prequels and remakes and reboots. That's, re- I mean, yeah, like they basically are like, look, we're going to go with what the audience knows. And that's why there have been, Jesus, what, like, seems like 50 fucking Marvel movies. And, right, because they're predictable. Uh, they people are tired they, of it. You spend 200 on the movie, you spend $100 million on the promoting of it, and you can reliably expect to make a billion dollars. Yeah, you know, as but, opposed yeah, to I like mean, a, a thirty million dollar movie, where there's no way of predicting whether that movie will will gross twenty million or eighty million. I was just going to say a movie that's coming out that is sh- probably will make billions. 
<laughs> apparently the Daily Wire is making a Snow White movie. <laughs> I, I always feel bad for the kids of the families where the parents only let them consume crap like this and veggie mm -hmm. tales. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I always hope that oh, like God, maybe yeah. a third of the kids who grow up in those households grow up to loathe their parents and everything they stand for. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Well, having, having grown up in one of those households, <laughs> I grew up in one too, but my parents weren't assholes. They were Republicans, but they were nice Republicans. Mm -hmm. Well, also, when you were yeah. growing up, there wasn't this, I mean, it was like Republicans were different. I'm not saying good, but but they, they were well, they were in, putting out shit they like were part this. of everybody else. Yeah, like and they were, there were good Republicans. Else, yeah. Eisenhower mm -hmm. ran yeah. and was president as a Republican. Mm -hmm. Perfectly fine president. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, a lot of historians have compared Barack Obama to Dwight Eisenhower, actually. And I think that's a pretty fair comparison. But you're but right. We, I mean, Lisa, that's a great point that Lisa's making there. That Because, like, yeah, like, it used to be that there wasn't this sort of conservative industrial complex that, you know, you if you had religious fundamentalist viewpoints or whatever, you still had to watch all the same shit that everyone else saw on the TV. You were mm -hmm. watching your, your gun smoke and your Beverly Hillbillies and your... Dukes of Hazard. God, and whatever, my dad loves you know. Gunsmoke. Somehow there's a channel that he watches that is almost 24 <laughs> 7 Gunsmoke. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> yeah, well, but back to Snow I White. Mean, like the, this, yeah. the Daily Wire, for people who don't know, is this conservative media conglomerate, Ben Shapiro and a bunch of other people. And, and, that their version of Snow White will suck for the same reason that like a porn version of Snow White would suck. <laughs> but the reason porn movies are bad is because the talent available to make a porn movie and uh, engage in sex on camera, that, that limits your pool to... It's a, it's a small segment of the population that's not. Yeah, Meryl Streep isn't doing it. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, yeah. the, the, the segment of the population that is available to the Daily Wire, which requires you to have like a, a, a weird agenda to believe in a bunch of, of weird bullshit, and yeah. that limits your, your pool. There are. Mm -hmm. there are there are plenty of conservative people who are able to work in normal entertainment. Tom Selleck's mm -hmm. conservative, Patricia Heaton's conservative, mm -hmm. and it's no big deal. And they can, but the the ecosystem of the Daily Wire is a is a very is constrained, not, yeah. not overly talented part of the mm -hmm. population. Yeah, well, and let's be and let's be honest that they're only making this Snow White because. Disney did their is doing their live action one, and Republicans are mad at it. Like, and, I mean, and, and like the Disney one the might have like black people in it, and they hate that. Like when the yeah. Little Mermaid was was turned out to be black in Disney, like the people just threw up their arms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and yeah, I mean, and and I mean, the reality is like the Snow White and the Seven Dwarves story. It's kind of shitty anyway. Like, no matter how you slice it, like when I when my sisters 
Snow White was consistently the lowest rated Disney princess among them. Because <laughs> it's just like, it's just dumb. It's like, I mean, the story is this woman, she she goes into a mountain and she lives with some some dwarves. And then an evil witch tries to kill her by eating an apple. Like, well, she's, that's pretty fucking like She's boring. too beautiful, right? Uh, <laughs> she gets in trouble for being too hot and then like some pisses off some other yeah, lady. What kind of plot is that? It's just stupid. It's a stupid plot. And like nobody wants like. I don't and even plus, know why well, Disney she, is she's remaking revived it. No by one, a who likes Snow White? Kiss or something? Yeah. Like it, it, it's yeah. It's just of... like who likes that? Like no one. No, I, I don't think anybody's even going to see the Disney one. To be honest, like I, no. do you, have you ever known anyone, Lisa, who liked Snow White? I've never known anyone independent of, that actually liked Snow White. No, but it's the but it's under eminent domain, so that's something they can take. They can't take Little Mermaid or I mean, The Lion King well, is more or less that's Hamlet. Hans so they could. Oh, it is. Okay. Hans Christian Andersen wrote the story. See, look, of, this uh, is how up to date I am on Disney. Little Mermaid's <laughs> a bummer too. I think in the original Hans Christian Andersen, like she dies, she either <laughs> dies or she ends she up. She gets like caught a in a boat propeller. Some, <laughs> I don't, it's. <laughs> No, it's something like she turns into bubbles or some shit like mm-hmm. that. I and mean, it's been been a while since I looked. But I mean, at least those are some complex stories or whatever. It's just like I no one's gonna see either one of these Snow White movies. And it's just it's so absurd. And and there's a reason that people call them reactionaries because they don't have original ideas. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's like they don't have a story that they wanna tell or characters that they wanna explore. They're just doing this shit because they got triggered by a Hispanic Snow White. That's all this is, and it's mm-hmm. bullshit. Ben Shapiro went crazy about the Barbie movie and, and set mm-hmm. fire to a bunch of Barbies. And yeah. because the, the Barbie movie like had was kind of a feminist discussion of Barbie, which is mm-hmm. like they've made they've made a ton of they made more than a dozen Barbie movies. You just never saw them because they were aimed at kids. Barbie is a vet. Barbie is a, is an astronaut. There are these like 60-minute yeah. Barbie a- animated movies for kids. But if you're going to make an adult movie with Barbie, of course it's going to have discussion of feminist issues. It's because unavoidable. And then, in the beginning, yeah. yeah. And I guess and it's the unavoidable hilarious. that Hero will burn Barbies. It's, I don't understand... The the thing with the right that I can't understand is how obsessed they are with the left. I could give a fuck. Like, I'm not going to go watch this Snow White movie so that I could take notes and tell everyone how bad it was. I'm just simply not going to see it. And you can stick it to the Republicans. And that's what, it, yeah, it, it's like that, no, it's not it, happening. It, they need content. The All these pundits, Ben Shapiro, Hannity, everybody make uh, Tucker Carlson when he was on Fox, they all make $30 million a year. And they, to, for the, as long as they can pump out outrage, they can continue to, to make $2.5 million a month. So it's not authentic outrage, usually. It's just Hannity owns... 900 rental properties and he wants more oh, he, wow Hannity wants more yeah. condos so there's yeah. always going to be outrage before we started rolling on this we were talking about the Mercers Rebecca Mercer and her dad who are these and you know the Koch brothers though there's only one of the two Koch brothers that 
were pumping hundreds of millions one of into them conservative left. causes. Only one's alive anymore. But yeah. those guys, the billionaires, the Mercers, it's their agenda. And they, they, you don't need the, their craziness. It just infects tens of millions of, of, of people who buy the messaging. Yeah, no, and the, and actually, the Daily Wire is another example of that. It's owned by these two brothers, the the Wilkes brothers. They own the Daily Wire, and they are fucking lunatics. Like they mm -hmm. believe that they they're part of this Christian cult that says they're the real Jews, and that Jesus sort of took the mantle of of his chosen people and put it on on this particular sect of Jew of Christians. And so, like, they keep Jewish holidays, but they are Christian, and it's just like a very fucked up, bizarre thing. And they all have billions of dollars and they're controlling all these Republican things. And your average Republican has no idea who is manipulating them and why they're doing it. It's just, it's just the like, Hobby Lobby people, so, the family that owns Hobby oh, yeah. Lobby. People just want to make crafts. Crafts are very like when you're sad in your life, you can make stuff. But Hobby people Lobby, probably billionaires and those huge biblical people that have been busted repeatedly for illegally buying s s holy objects that were looted from the, the Holy the Land right. countries. Yeah. Well, didn't they get them also yeah. from, uh, and I'm going to mix this up. I'm going to probably conflate well, one with the other, but didn't they get the items from like the Taliban or something like that? Yeah, they, they bought them like uh, through the black, <laughs> there's a black market yeah. for buying. Some of them were stolen from Iraq, like stolen from the people of Iraq, the government yeah. of Iraq. I mean, they... look, I don't know if we could go after Hobby Lobby too hard for <laughs> stealing artifacts, considering that's every museum on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Although it, it seems a little bit wrong when you're stealing it for the Museum of the Bible. For every million bucks that a billionaire contributes to politics, they get back five million bucks in tax breaks. And that's why oh, wow. they do it. That's why they do it. All right. Well, so I think that that's our last story for the our, our show here today. So Rick, where can what, what are you working on for people who want to keep in touch with you? You can look at me. I mean, my whole life is just angrily tweeting. You know, in the <laughs> in the summer, I angrily tweet all day in a towel. In the winter, I move to a bathrobe, and so that's my job. I'm, I say that I'm working on a novel about a, a very smart dog, but we'll see if that ever comes out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you do have a great Twitter handle, I have to say, dumb ass genius. Uh. Yeah, because I'm known for having like a, a very high IQ, but for every smart thing I do, IQ is not really intelligence. And only about, I, for every smart thing I do, I do three stupid things. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Well, stupidity is a lifestyle, then, is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, it's, it's the path to enlightenment. Yeah. <laughs> ah, there we go. <laughs> All right. Well, and then everybody make sure to follow at Doom Scroll Show on both Instagram and Twitter. And then I'm on at Matt Sheffield. And yeah, and I'm on Instagram at Olympian Lisa Curry. And uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. <laughs>